hey, this is kind of getting close to playoff in football. And I read online where a man acquired two tickets to the Super Bowl. He paid $2,000 a piece for those tickets. Now, he was so happy, he started bragging to all of his friends. But sometime later, he realized the Super Bowl was to be played on the day of his wedding. So he went on Facebook and posted these words. If anybody wants to go in my place, it'll be Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m., First Baptist Church, and her name is Tiffany. (laughs) My wife does not like that. Okay. As Larry the Cable Guy says, that's funny. I don't care who you are. Genesis 29 this morning. Genesis 29, verse 15. Then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? So notice, it's Jacob who sets the wage. It's Jacob who says what he's willing to pay for what he wants and what he loves. Jacob comes up with the offer to serve Laban seven years for his daughter Rachel. Now that wasn't Laban's idea, it was Jacob's idea. Verse 16 and 17. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the oldest was Leah. The name of the younger, Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. (laughs) Now King James had that written in 1611. That is not how we would write that today. Rachel was hot. Okay. I mean, if God says she was beautiful in form and appearance, I mean, that'll stop a clock. You know, it's like, whoa. Okay, we'll check that out in heaven. We'll see. (laughs) Verse 18 to 20. Now, Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I'll serve you seven years for Rachel, your youngest daughter. And Laban said, better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and it seemed but a few days to him because of the love that he had for her. Verse 26 and 27, and Laban said, it must not be done so in our country to give the youngest before the firstborn. So fulfill her week, speaking of Leah, and we'll give you this one, that's Rachel, also for the service which you will serve me still another seven years. Now I want to use this historical story as an allegory. An allegory is an actual historical event with multiple spiritual applications. So over and over, Scripture says, Jacob loved Rachel, Jacob loved Rachel. And because he loved her so much, he is willing to work seven years without pay just to marry her. I know some of you guys wouldn't work seven minutes, okay, but (laughs) Scripture says it seemed to him like a few days. He was so in love with Rachel, seven years seemed like a couple of days. Our experience with God should be an engaging love story, and when you're in love with God or anyone else, whatever you have to do is a small thing. Why? Because you love them so much. When you love God or you love someone, you never focus on the sacrifice. If you love God, you don't focus on what you're giving up. When you love God, it's just a small thing. It's a small thing to worship, a small thing to serve, a small thing to tithe, a small thing to come to service and give what I have to God. The only way to be effective for God or anybody is to fall in love with Him. It's not about performance and having to. When you love someone, for crying out loud, you want to. When my grandkids crawl up in my lap and ask for something, they only get one word. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I tell you this all the time. I tell them, welcome to the house of yes. You want chocolate on your cereal? Yeah. Why not? Why didn't I think of that? That's a good idea. No matter what they ask for, no matter how inconvenient it is, no matter how I feel, no matter what else I want to do, I don't count that sacrifice as any big deal because I love the heck out of them. That's a fact. Now, when you understand that, sacrifices aren't that big of a deal, not when you love someone. You know, something got a hold of Jacob. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was Rachel's evening in Jerusalem perfume. I don't know. Maybe the color of her hair, her breathtaking figure. But that chubby little angel Cupid took his bow and shot that arrow right in old Jacob's heart. Oh, Jacob is in love. Rachel represents the ultimate experience. Rachel represents the pursued dream. Rachel represents your desired vision. Rachel represents all that we seek after. It's the dream, the vision, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Rachel represents what you first fell in love with when you first met Jesus. Rachel represents the dream God put in your heart. Leah is second best. Rachel, that's the best. Leah is religion. Rachel is relationship. Leah is survival. Rachel is revival. Leah is the one shoved on Jacob and unwanted. And the question is, for everybody, will you live with Leah the less, or will you contend for Rachel the best, which is exactly what you want? So Laban asked Jacob, tell me what your wages will be. And when he said that, he was saying, you will dictate your own payday. Folks, you'll have a walk with God, a relationship with God, you want. You will have the church ultimately, you settle for. You will have the vision God has for your life that you're willing to settle for or pay for. My point today is simple. Don't live with Leah if you're in love with Rachel. Don't settle for second best Leah when God promised you Rachel the best. You know, the vision is for an appointed time. I can't tell you the time. You might have to wait till 100 like Abraham, but it came. I don't care how or when, long as it comes, I don't care. But this only happens if you refuse to settle for Leah. And I'm talking to a lot of people and probably a little older people, and you've settled already. You've settled down with that cross-eyed looking thing called Leah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just guess this the way it is. No, that's the way you've settled. That ain't the way it is. Now, my challenge is don't live with weakness if you love strength. Don't live with addiction if you love freedom. Don't live with ceremony if you love a relationship with God. Don't live with smoke if you've ever had the fire of God's Spirit. Don't live with dry, dead religion, for God's sake, if you've ever had the reign of the Holy Spirit. This city's filled with dead religion. You have to say, hey, I have tasted the goodness of God and His power, and I can't take crazy cross-eyed Leah anymore. No lukewarm church or relationship for me. In the evening, while Jacob was partying, old Laban took the older daughter and put her in Jacob's bed. And Jacob didn't know a sneaky switch had occurred. I wonder if that's not the case in ministries or in lives or in dreams or in calling. I wonder if we hadn't gotten so intoxicated with the world culture, the enemy pulled a switch on us. And instead of waking up with our first love, Rachel, we're living and stuck with Leah, 
a mediocre relationship with God or a mediocre church relationship, a mediocre move of God. When God has said, hey, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. He just needs somebody to stop pretending and start contending for what he promised. See, in the morning when the sun came up, Jacob rolled over and, oh, Lord, he awakened to the fact he had settled for something less than the original dream. And I'm talking to people who came to God, got filled with His Spirit, and God gave you a dream for your life. But if you don't watch it, you can get intoxicated, not necessarily with bad things, but you lose your passion, your fire, your zeal, your persistence, your desire to do what God promised you, what you want in your heart. He put a desire in your heart. And here's the point. Leah was cheaper than Rachel. Leah was only seven years. Then Laban said, if you want Rachel... You're going to have to work seven more years. Leah is cheaper than Rachel, but Rachel is worth the price. But Rick, it's just too much trouble to reach my dream. Really? To be what God called you to be, it's going to cost you more than Leah. It's cheaper to be mediocre. It's cheaper to settle for something warm and breathing. It's cheaper just to be another church. Cheaper just to be another minister or business professional. Cheaper. But you have to refuse to settle. I heard about a farmer in Texas that had a cow, and he took it to the auction. He sold her. His farmer friend says, Ed, why'd you do that? Didn't that cow give milk? He said, she gave a lot of milk. Didn't you love that cow? He said, yeah, I love that old cow. And they said, so why'd you sell her? He said, life is too short to live with a kicking cow. That old farmer woke up one day and said, Betsy, you have kicked me for the last time. Life is just too short to live with a kicking cow. What are you living with? In your business, in your dream, your aspirations, your pursuit of a spouse, what are you settling for? Huh? You, well, this ain't the best thing, but it's alive. I guess it's better than nothing. See, something's wrong with you. No, 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 no. You, you've got to have some backbone get in you and some resistance in you to say, this is not what God promised me. I sat on a porch 35 years ago in a little rented house with two little daughters and my wife starting this church in a little hotel room. I'll never forget it. And I remember seeing a picture of what God showed me, and we are partially there, but we're not there. You rip those curtains down, you can put 2,500 more seats up there, right there. I have never one day told my wife, well, I guess that's it. My God, if I have to live to be 100, I will, I will see it. I, I, I'm saying, I don't care what happens. I don't care about circumstances. It's always in here and in here. I refuse to say, well, that's better than most. That's not Rachel, dude. That's cross-eyed Leah. That's not what I want. And until you get that in your backbone, you'll sell yourself cheap. Yeah, because Leah's cheap. Leah, and I'm talking about naturally. I'm, I'm talking something spiritual here that you want, whether it's in a career or a business or what you want in a spouse or what you want spiritually in a relationship with God. You know, life's too short to never get what you really want with God. Life's too short. I'd rather be homeless and be stuck in a marriage with somebody that is bad for you. There's nothing worse in the Bible than a bad marriage. Even God said for a guy, better for you to go up on a roof with a little bit of water and a crumb of bread than dwell in a house with a nagging wife. And it could be a nagging husband. I mean, you could put it any way you want. God doesn't, I mean, 
That's why there's no marriage or giving in marriage in heaven. God said, don't bring that up here. <laughs> that's, that's probably not true, but that uh, <laughs> makes sense. See, life's too short to go around murmuring, complaining, whining, talking negative. It's too short. I don't want to live that way. And you can change it. You can see God do greater things if you refuse to settle for Leah. And the enemy will always say, well, this is as good as it can get. Well, you know, based on your age, you can't qualify or you won't be able to pick up this guy or you won't be able to get that job or because of your race or you're single and you're a minority woman. Here it comes. Here it comes. So just squat down and take old ugly Leah. And that's what the culture will tell you. That's what people will tell you. Sometimes family will tell you. That's not why. If God said you're going to have a baby and you're 100 years old, you better get ready to head to the ER. You, you better get a, what do you call a gynecologist or something. I don't know. What do you call a guy that delivers the baby? An OB. OBCYN. Okay. I, what do I know? All I did was watch. I didn't do anything. Okay. I remember thinking, I could... I couldn't be a girl. I couldn't do it. I don't have the guts to do what you did. I cannot do that, you know. So you need to say, I love Rachel. This is not what God promised me. Not yet. And I will pay the price however long it takes, whatever it takes. You may have to be like David and wait 17 years or like Joseph and wait 21 years. So what? what what's better than that? Where, where, where are you going? And it, it, don't settle for something less than God promised you. Some of you have settled in your sickness or your some affliction. Well, my mother had it and her sister had it and everybody told me I'll probably have it and have it too. Who told you that? Leah told you that. Not Rachel. You fight for the, what Jesus won at the cross for you. By his, he bore my sickness, my diseases, my pain, my infirmity. And by his stripes I am being healed. I refuse to settle that I have to have something my daddy had and my daddy's daddy had. And I don't. And I won't. But it starts right there. It's not a one-time deal. It's a fight. I'm gonna, it may cost you to have what you want. And a lot of people, it's not that they're not smarter as you, it's they're not better than you, they're just willing to pay a bigger price than you. Did you know most marriages, by the counselors I've read say, and we've had here say, the marriages that make it aren't better than the ones that didn't make it. The only difference in the two of them wasn't that the ones that divorced had bigger problems, it was they weren't willing to resolve their problem. They didn't want to pay the price, that was it. You can't help people if you don't want to pay the price, see? Maybe you never noticed this. This is kind of fun. In Genesis 29, here's what Laban says. Even though you don't love Leah, there's a law of custom in our culture that says if you married somebody, you got to live with them one week. Now, this is spiritual. Now, that was literal there, but we apply it allegorically. So Laban said, even though you don't love Leah, you can't put her out for a week. you got to live with her for a week. That's a Kardashian wedding. Now, you talk about a miserable week. Wow. It reminds me of man in a similar situation. He worked for a company that was very rigid, only gave him one week of paid vacation a year. One. And this man took his mother-in-law with him on vacation. When he came back, all of his pals said, Fred, what's wrong with you? You only get one week a year vacation and you took your mother-in-law? Why? He said, that's the only way I know to make one week feel like a month. 
I guarantee you Jacob felt one week was a lifetime. All of us from time to time have to spend a week with Leah. It's a period of time, spiritually, where you got to live with the undesirable. It's a period of time when the unwanted gets shoved on you. It isn't the dream God showed me, but here's the key. Don't allow that week or that space of time to become a way of life. Don't let it be permanent. Hey, I can take a week of no growth or advancement. I can take a week of meager resources or no progress in my vision or dream. Everybody goes through that. But after that week, that span of time, whatever it might be, get out, Leah. I'm in love with Rachel. And the key is refuse to settle. Don't allow that week to become a way of life so that you start to give up on the ultimate thing God promised you and the desire of your heart. Now, honestly, some of you are settling for Leah marriages when God says, I can give you a Rachel marriage. Some of you are settling for so much less because you're discouraged, and we all get discouraged. Sometimes you have to live with Leah, but it's temporary, a hard season. It'll pass. A bad circumstance. It can't stay that way forever. A setback. Don't live with Leah if you love Rachel. You know, don't take a Leah as a marriage prospect because Rachel hadn't showed up yet. It's out there, male or female, right? Jacob could have lowered the quality of his expectation. He could have said, well, Leah's not Rachel, but she'll do. Oh, come on. Is that what you're going to do with your dream? Well, Rick, I'm getting on up there. Well, yeah, I'm 75 too, but the older you get, the more you have to shake yourself out of that old age mentality, that stupid, dumb thinking that somehow God is semi-finished with you. Moses didn't even get started till he was 80. Some of you drooling on yourself in your 70s. I retired. No, you dead. You're dead. What happened to you? Your best years can be, we got a big billboard out there. You know, your best days. Are, are just ahead. I don't think I've had my best days yet. I'm pressing for them. That, that gives you endurance. That gives you the ability to take Leah for a season, knowing, all right, Leah, this ain't permanent, sweetheart. I'm dumping you the first chance God gives me. Now, I'm speaking spiritually. You understand? I'm not talking about literally here. Okay. Some people are like a cartoon I saw in a magazine. It had a little boy that had a bow and arrow. He'd shoot his arrow into a wall. Then he'd walk up with a magic marker and draw a circle around the arrow and color in a bullseye. <laughs> hey, it's kind of hard to miss with that attitude. If you don't have a target, you don't know how you're doing. Everybody needs something to shoot for, something to press for, something to motivate us, something to cause us to press forward when we're discouraged, when it ain't happening, when you're with Leah. See, we all need something to reach for to go after. We need something on the wall with a bullseye. And I'm afraid a lot of people just draw the target around where they are and they say, well, this is it. And when you say that, this is it. See, Jacob faced an even greater danger. He could have decided that instead of facing reality, he could have pretended that Leah was Rachel. Boy, that's a real big pretend. And he could have done that for the rest of his life. See, we're not called to be a bunch of pretenders. Jude 3 says we are earnestly to contend for the faith that was once delivered to us. Contend. Press in. I'm not going to pretend I'm in revival. I want to contend for revival. I'm not going to pretend that I'm all I ought to be yet. I'm going to contend for it. I'm not going to settle for a Leah relationship with God. No passion, no excitement, just a religious contract and dumb dead ceremony. 
When we first really met Jesus, you were madly in love with him. His grace, his mercy was wonderful, good news. And maybe you need to go back to your first love again because you've lost that passion. You've lost that love. Lots of people are pretending. You, they, oh, they may show up. They serve a little bit, maybe usher, but they know. They know that's not what God promised them. That's not what they felt when they first fell in love with Jesus. And you need to say, God, I refuse to settle for Leah relationship with you. I can have Rachel relationship with you. What would happen if all of us said, God, I'm ready for you to do a work in my life, in my business, in my career, in my marriage, in my church. What, what I've got, Lord, is, is okay. It's Leah. But I'm in love with Rachel. This is not what I want. It's not what you put in my heart. And I hear a lot of talk in churches always about compromising morals. You've got your clipboard and everybody has their clipboard. But what about compromising the area of your dreams? What about compromising on a happy home? You know, we got heaven in church and hell at home. Why live with Aaliyah when God can give you a Rachel home? I've been married 44 years, be 45 in October. To Somebody call Uber for me. I think I'll be going home alone. How many? Yeah, October, right? Oh, we've already hit 45? Well, I'm so in love, I didn't even count. It just... Woo! <laughs> no, when I screw up, I do it on the stage. That's really nice. Well, I mean, I'm not even counting. I don't even count now. I mean, we're too far gone. But... Well, there were times we could have settled or even divorced, right? But you have to decide. Not going to happen. We're going to do what we have to do till death do us part. Yeah, I remember I had to go to counseling, marriage counseling. And boy, for an A-level temperament, you can't talk. You can't answer back. And you have to share your workbook. With... I died a thousand deaths. I'm telling you, I died a thousand deaths. That, that was the toughest thing. See, everybody pays some price. It was helpful. It was good. But I'm telling you, the, it was expensive. It was expensive. Yeah. You get, you, you know, some things, uh, I don't know, think about it. But some things, oh, and we're all different, are, ex are expensive to get what you want. And I'm glad we got what we wanted. I'm glad my wife certainly was always the cooperative one. I'm the one that wasn't so cooperative. But I don't want lay a relationship. I don't want that. I don't want to lay a church. I don't want to be a lay a preacher. I'm not living like two cats with their tails tied together, thrown over a clothesline. They've got union, but uh, no unity. You know, they're together, but the fellowship's lousy. <laughs> And so God wants many of you to go back and touch the original dream. It's easy to become intoxicated even with your own success. Noah did. Got drunk on his own success. And you can settle. You can camp. Well, we built a church or we gained a measure of success in our business or we're not going to divorce, but we're not happy. So you settle for comfort and settle for good enough. Here comes Leah. Or you can say, I'm pressing for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not comfortable living with what I've got, this Leah. I want beautiful, smoking hot Rachel, not crazy, cross-eyed Leah. Ref 
refuse to pretend. Because whatever you become happy and content with, that's exactly all you will have. It's up to you. God says, I can do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. So it doesn't sound to me like he's put a limit on you. Sounds like we allow the culture or our nationality or our friends or family to put limits on us. I want to live life unlimited. That's the God we serve. Don't live like a little pygmy. You know, get you some wings and fly. If you saw a little bird walking down the road, you'd say, you dumb little bird, God gave you wings. Get up and fly. You're not supposed to be walking. And I, I think God wants to say that to some Christians. You, you can fly. You can soar like an eagle, and you're walking along like a turkey with no wings. That's not my best for you. Every time we get restless, every time we get a divine dissatisfaction in our spirit that says, hey, Lord, I appreciate what you've done for me, but I know there's more. I know you're not finished with me. That's all God needs. Folks, don't pretend. Contend. Fight for it. Reach for it. Dream for it. Get up in your faith for it. Believe for it. Today, come back to your first love because when you love him, all the sacrifice will seem like nothing because of all he's done for me. If you settled, if what I'm preaching might stir something inside of you, if you know you're living in a situation definitely less than God's best for you, you can pretend that Leah the less is everything, or you can contend and say, I want Rachel the best. It's up to you. You decide your wages. You decide how high you'll go. God's not saying to you, yeah, I think pretty much you've peaked. Yeah, pretty much 75 and sliding home. Oh, no, 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 no. You decide that. And maybe your greatest work or success is ahead of you. Maybe eyes have not seen and ears not heard what God is about to do. Maybe everything God's done is just the platform from which he's going to raise up something greater. Maybe you had a dream for a business, but that dream hit a week with Leah. And the enemy wants you to settle and make that week the rest of your life. You need to say, not on my watch. No. And begin to touch the original dream again. Go back to that. Of course, we're grateful to God for whatever he's done for us. But we believe there's a whole lot more. And say, Lord, I refuse to settle for less than total victory. Maybe, maybe this morning you're addicted. And the devil's telling you, ah, it's been a long time. Come on, just live with it. Really? No, if I don't have to, I'm not going to live with it. God can set you totally free. Whom the Son makes free shall be free indeed. You don't have to live with Leah, the less, when God's got a best. You might have to go into rehab. You might have to swallow your pride, but you come out free. You have to decide what price you want to pay. You want to live the captive prisoner of an addiction? Some of you have been comfortable with the sickness so long, you've allowed it to become part of you. I'm telling you, you need to fight it till your last breath. There are people right in this room right now. You've been, you've been living a long time with a physical problem. And I want to, I want to pray for you. I, I want you to be aggressive about it. If you're suffering with some infirmity or sickness that you've had a significant time, why don't you just stand up and let me pray? You don't have to do anything. Just stand up. I mean, there has to be something in you that says, I don't care what the doctor said. I've got a cross. I've got a divine physician. I've got, I've got a, the great physician outranks every doctor on this earth. His name is above cancer. His name is above hypoglycemia, uh, sickle cell anemia. His name is above every name on this earth. 
as long enemy reads you like a book he knows you won't fight he knows you're passive you're compliant he knows he can put lay on you and you'll live with it if I don't have to live with it I'm not gonna live with it but I will fight it till the day I die or I get free father in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit we invite your presence right now to touch the bodies of those suffering affliction for a long season of time they've been with Leah a long time but today marks the day Leah's gonna leave and they're going for Rachel a healthy body a healthy lifestyle in the authority of Jesus name who gave us power of attorney to bind and loose I bind every affliction every spirit of infirmity every sickness that's come through family lines I break that curse through Jesus who became a curse that the blessings of Abraham may come upon you and your body through Jesus Christ you are begotten of God the wicked one touches you not thank you Lord you sent your word to heal us to deliver us from all destruction and I command that spirit of affliction to leave your body I command that infection to leave your body and I command that spirit of infirmity bound in Jesus name and I cast you out I command you to let go Lord release healing wholeness full recovery into these precious temples of God your name is above every name and we praise you O Lord we give you thanks that by your stripes we are made well that we don't have to live with this affliction bless your people now and give signs of encouragement as they set their mind to say, I will not live with this a day longer in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you, thank you. Now give him a little praise, would you? Just give him a little praise, right? You have to contend. And maybe you're single, maybe you're looking for a spouse. Don't be worried about you 35 or you 40. It's got nothing to do with it. God preserve you. God make you look real good to the right. Rachel, you look just fine. Don't be worried about that. You'd be worried about, I want the Rachel one. I want the Rachel one. Age is not the factor. That mentality is the factor. And when you surrender to that and say, then I'm going for the gold, you just be amazed how quick God can do. He does a quick work sometimes. Yeah. And you've waited a long time. Don't get impatient. Marry some old dog. Doesn't love you. Doesn't love your child. Doesn't love your children. That's that's. It's worth waiting on. I'd rather be homeless and stuck in a house with Leah. Sorry. I'd rather lay out there with a cardboard box because I've seen so many lousy marriages and I thought, you don't have to live this way. I'm not living this way. I want something better than my parents had, divorced five times. I want something better for my children. I want something better for you as a people. But you got to fight for it. You can't just say, well, I wish. Well, then wish upon a star, Mickey Mouse. Or call on the God who shed his blood for you, gave you power and authority, and says, I have provided for you everything you need. For more information on Summit Christian Center, visit summitsa.com.